What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 139, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and this week I am joined by the man on the moose himself who's doing a plethora, the gauntlet of podcasts today, some would say, Mr. Ryan Turford from Carpool Gaming. How are you, my friend? I am doing well. How are you, uh, Kevin? I hope you're having a wonderful day. Oh, I forgot to do my whole bit. Oh, you know, it's a, a nice 25 degrees outside today, Kevin. You know, the sun's shining, birds mm-hmm. are chirping. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't been outside in a while because as you mentioned, I'm kind of on I'm kind of on the gutlet today. This is uh, podcast number two of three for the day uh, on top of uh, a four-hour live stream that I did this morning for the Nintendo Direct and play. And I beat Super Metroid on, on, on a live stream today too. So there's that too. So wow, uh, it's, you've had it's a good day. Yeah, pretty, very productive day, some would say. I went to the dentist this morning, so I, I didn't didn't start the day off very good. Uh, the, you know, the whole prodding at your teeth never really uh, sits well with me, especially because I, I tend to get gum pain afterwards. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just a cleaning, but like it hurts. I don't I, I'm not a fan of the dentist, but we got the Nintendo Direct today. That was a good time. Absolutely. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I actually recorded because uh, uh, we do post shows for for our shows, and obviously my co-host is sick this week, so I didn't have anyone to do a post show with. So I did a little uh, Nintendo Direct recap going on, and it was uh, it was a good time. But uh, anyway, Ryan, this is an Xbox podcast. We're usually live every Thursday night right here on YouTube, but if you miss us on YouTube, we're on your favorite audio service. While you're over there, please drop us that five-star review, whether it's Apple, Spotify, does help us. And let me tell you, if you drop us that five-star review, it may help you in the future because we're going to be giving away a copy of that Starfield Ultimate Edition. So stay tuned to the Twitter for details about that. If you want to enter, you might want to rate. That's all I'm going to say. Wink, wink. If you want to interact with us more, please come join the Discord. That link is in the description down below. And if you want to support us further, get early access to Save the Game Media content and exclusive bonus post shows, head over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you, like our current Patreon supporters. So thank you to Bucky Blue, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, the Xbox Expansion Pass, and Alpaca Tom. Thank you all. We appreciate each and every one of you. But Ryan, let's get right into it, if you don't mind. Let's start the show like we do each and every week going around the room. And I want to know, what have you been playing, my friend? So I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff this week. So first off, I finished Diablo 4 this week, finally. I've been playing it since since launch. Uh, we talked about it on the Xbox Drive this week, but I have oh, oh, a little over 100 hours in the game at this Ooh. point. And then I already had 30 hours in the beta um, before the game came out. Um, so I played Diablo 4 a lot. Um, in fact, because I have like four or sorry, three level 40 characters and then a level 50 plus character that finished the game. Um, wow. Because it, like I'm kind of working on, on Carpool's review for it. So I want to get I wanted to, you know, spread my wings a little bit, Kevin, as you know. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play across the other characters. But also part of the, the reason why thing that kind of held me back from finishing the game up until now was just a myriad of technical issues that I've been running into lately, whether it's the game freezing, um, which I know people mentioned you could reinstall the game and that should fix that. Mm-hmm. That didn't fix it for me. It's Oof. still happening. Like when I, my character rolls, especially like I like I try to invade an attack and then it, the game just hard locks um, on me or disconnects are very frequent now um, to where I'm like, I because I, I, I did the final boss, for example, and the final boss, you know, Slight spoilers for the final boss, not talking about the boss itself, but the fact that the, the boss has two full life bars that you have to mm-hmm. take down. I got to less than 10% of the second full life bar before the game disconnected me for five minutes. I came back. My character was not only dead, but then it reset me outside of the dungeon, that the final dungeon, to which I had to and reset all my story progress. So I had to redo the entire final dungeon and the final boss again oh man which which took like an hour and a half to basically get back to where i was um and it was it was not a pleasant experience so it 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 makes me a little bit sad that this game doesn't have an offline mode in some way because that was my one of the the saving graces for diablo 3 at least Mm -hmm. was you could play offline it's part of the reason why at this point i don't see myself ever making a hardcore character in the way that i did in in all the past diablo games but because I would always play that offline, so you wouldn't have this issue, and um, it was just 
so much easier and, and more reliable to know that if you die in hardcore mode, it was usually your fault. Whereas we're seeing reports of people get to level a hundred with then, their hardcore yeah. character and they lost their character, not because of their own fault, but because of disconnects with the server. So um, at this point, I'm kind of ready to, to kind of put Diablo down a little bit. I know there's a ton of end game stuff that I totally mm -hmm. want to get into, but I'm also like, I also kind of want to wait for the season pass or the battle pass and other things to come out um, before I even bother doing that anyway. So I'm actually kind of okay with waiting. Plus there's, I mean, there's a handful of games to play right now, Kevin. So there's a lot of things to play. So I finished yeah. Diablo 4. That was a lot of fun. Um, I also been playing a lot of Rock Band 4, um, but I won't touch nice. on that. But because I've been really just kind of getting back into Rock Band again, it's super fun to play by myself. And uh, I really enjoy that. Um, I also played a little indie game called Eternites, which isn't out yet. It's out um, in September. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. I'm interested. So it's a uh, it's a fast action game, like a hack and slash game um, combined with a dating sim. And we got to play. I got to play the first 90 hours. You know, huge thank you to the developer for sending us a, a, a slice of uh, the game for to do as a preview. Um, I did a whole preview video of it, by the way, over on Carpool Gaming. If you want, want to know my full thoughts, but it's an interesting game where it's like you're you're in in the city. Your character is kind of down on your luck, and you join this like new dating app, which somehow um, coincides with the destruction of society and people turning into monsters and randomly attacking each other. So you're basically trying to escape the city uh with your friends uh while also using the harnessing the power of love to of power course. this sword that you're able to turn your hand into to destroy the enemies so um the demo the the, the preview build that they sent it was was very fun um and i'm actually really looking forward to the full game it's just the only downside of course is it's releasing like the same week as cyberpunk's dlc and the week after mortal kombat so I it's what is it september 21st i believe yeah september 21st day. so that's actually no sorry it's the same day as mortal kombat yeah that's crazy which I, is too much i i i that was one that i was revealed at the playstation showcase or just stay to play a while ago yeah. that i wish listed immediately because i was like okay i'm i'm feeling this this looks like a kevin game and from your video that i did watch it does sound like a kevin game i think i could have some uh enjoyable times with this i see that it's on sale for like well it's not on sale it's it's gonna cost 30 dollars, but if you pre-order any of ps plus you get it for like 25 and yeah. for us anyway is this do you think this game is going to be one a, a shorter experience because it is it's clearly more budget title i would say i am getting the sense from what i played that it's probably going to be a 15 to 20 hour game okay regardless perfect. of the price which i think is a good price good like i think it's perfectly fair for the price they're charging because mm -hmm. you know even when i look at the canadian price of 34 dollars like I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be be worth it for the price, but we'll see. I, I don't know how the final game is going to, going to, you know, un unveil itself. Um, Cause like I said, with, with what I played, it only really in the first 90 minutes only kind of scratched the surface of mm -hmm. what you're going into. Cause you didn't even meet all the girls. You only really leveled up to, to, to maximum of level one with the first romance option, level one of five. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of progression in the main game uh, that we just didn't see in the demo. And who knows, there might be some some replay value with some of the dating stuff as well. So I think that I think this is going to be one to keep y'all's eye on. And also there's the, the demo that I played, um, even though there are some elements that were in the preview build that that I played that aren't in the, the, the demo that's available now. You can play it as part of Steam um, Next Fest. So if you are interested in checking this out. Uh, they did put up a demo for it, and uh, I do think it's worth checking out, or at least having on your radar. I know this is an Xbox show, and this isn't on Xbox, but it is coming to PC. And it's a, and it, they did mention it's a timed exclusive for PlayStation, so oh. I imagine it will come to other platforms later, probably Xbox at some point. Very interesting. I didn't know it was a timed exclusive. I know it was made by like a very small team of like one guy on what yeah. he's working on for years, inspired by Persona. So that's one I uh, I've been keeping an eye on, but. Diablo 4 is something I've been playing this week as well, Ryan. And much like you, I beat the campaign this week. Me and nice. uh, me and my brother, we, we've we been co-oping the campaign. We finally beat it. That final boss took us a few tries, to be honest. we mm -hmm. He would destroy it now. He's doing like half a million dp like damage like he's destroying mobs he went and did the level 70 capstone dungeon at like 62 because he just his build is crazy i'm still 
I'm playing a little more casually than than he is. I, th- I think yeah. I'm I'm every time I play, I'm getting better gear, getting stronger, but like it's nowhere near those numbers. I'm like, oh, I did 8K. Like we're let's let's go. But so it's it's a slow grind, which I'm because I'm in, in the end game now. It's a lot of just running dungeons, trying to get gear, and I'm not having the luck with the drops I need. So yeah. it's it's slow going. But that's that's Diablo, and uh, the way I'm handling it is like I beat the campaign, which is is what I wanted to accomplish for for this time period. And now it's just I'll, I'm going to pop in, play a little bit throughout the rest of the year is kind of how I'm looking at this. This is like a long yeah. haul game. Oh, exactly. That's why, too, like, that's why I'm not, like, in a rush to return to Diablo as well, kind of like I mentioned earlier, because this is the type of game where it's it could be, like, my live service substitute game, because I always usually have, like, a live service game in my rotation of games I play. Usually it's Final Fantasy fourteen. Sometimes it's World of Warcraft. Um, so I think for a while that game that's going to fill that slot for me personally is going to be Diablo um, I, in a good way. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that approach. I've seen uh, some people just saying like, okay, I'm, I'm putting it down. I'm going to move on for, for right now and come back to it. But I've been playing so many other games, Ryan. I got I got to talk to you about some of these. So I played the Final Fantasy 16 demo um, because I was like, all right, I got I, I I beat a game I was playing. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the Final Fantasy 16 demo because I, I had Monday off for Juneteenth here in the States. So I'm like, I got two hours and really impressed. I walked away very excited for Final Fantasy 16, uh, especially with the reviews coming out today, glowing. I know it's again not on Xbox, but this game I think is gonna be something special. Like I know some people were complaining about like uh performance mode issues, and I had a few dips here and there nothing well if you play like... for in performance mode the frame rate's kind of all over the place and i think that's really? the main criticism um because it's kind of like jedi survivor in that way where it's not like a locked 60 it definitely wasn't locked i didn't think it was like super egregious though i mean i do have vr you should go watch the digital like foundry v- really that they put up today it's outrageous okay. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place but i'm actually like very excited for 16 as well as you yeah. probably know kevin it's like my most anticipated game for the the year so um i'm actually glad that, that you enjoyed the demo i also really enjoyed the demo too it's it might have been one of the best demos i ever played yeah, um, I'm, I'm digging the story it's got that political i'm like it's kind of like diofield this is how i kind of feel like about it. it's like yeah. that medieval political storyline going on right now and i'm i'm here for it so uh did you also play the really did you play the iconic challenge at all i didn't play the iconic challenge oh no. man it's really good too um but yeah, since the game's coming out you probably don't need to play it but it, it yeah it gives you a preview of the later uh game abilities because you have access to three of the different icons that you can kind of switch between in battle and the way that those kind of layer on top of the, on top of the combat system and the strategy you have to employ when using them. It's just so satisfying. Like there's like, you get access to Titan's ability where you can like, if you do like a perfect parry, you can then really like punish the enemies. And it all kind of caps off with this incredible boss fight at the end. Um, that was just like, so, so cool to play through so awesome if i if maybe if i get some time it's coming out tonight so i'll probably just probably just you might as well just play the game at that point yeah um i i have been playing some other actual games though so i want to talk to you about this one because i know you played this the devil in me the dark pictures game that came out a few months ago i believe at this point um these are these are games that i always play through with my girlfriend um she's she likes 2d platformers and these sort of narrative like pick your own adventure type games especially when they're horror themed from the we played through a lot of the dark picture ones so far um this might be the best Dark Pictures game. I think yeah. this might be Supermassive's best game since Until Dawn, if anything. Like, I really like this game. It was it was really really good. It was it, it had like a great creepy atmosphere. I really like the the choices in this one because some choices that I thought would actually keep the characters alive killed one of the characters as an example um i also because i did a review for carpool back in the day back when when it did come out because it was late last year when it came mm-hmm. out oh, okay. um and i remember saying in that review and it's still this still sticks to me to this day the bad ending for that game if you if you go back and play the bad ending for that game is one of the most memorable endings of any recent game i've played in a long time it's really stuck with me and i really thought that that was actually like one of my favorite endings in in games in a while so um and it has some great moments as well like i really enjoyed 
the devil and me a lot. In fact, I actually did a separate, I was guested on a, on a separate podcast where we did like a giant spoiler cast for it wow. as well. Like um, a couple months ago, because they, another podcast had just kind of made it like their book club game and mm. they were also raving about it as well. Um, and yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's I, I personally still liked house of ashes more haven't played that one. That's on our wish okay. list next. Okay. Cause yeah, I liked House of Ashes a little bit more, but I, I did really love Devil and Me as well. I think both are very solid. Um, and, and I can't actually wait for the next one because they announced uh they have that sci-fi one that's coming out mm -hmm. either sometime this year or or maybe it gets delayed till next year. Uh, but that if it it kind of keeps the on this trajectory, like I think it could be like a really solid entry too. Yeah, I'm glad they're kind of finding their footing with these because I played Man of Madon and it was like, all right, this isn't this isn't great. It didn't feel that good. And now it's like you can see them getting better. And this is this is kind of where I, I feel like this genre should be for them. Um, because <laughs> we're almost at the end. I think we'll wrap it up this this weekend probably. Um, and we got all the characters outside. Only one person has died so far, which I thought there were a few where it's like, oh, we got two we got we had like three people dead but then two of them were still alive and i was like it's very good like twists and it's it's actually scary is the yeah. big big thing for me like the atmosphere I've, I've had some jump scares so like really well done i'm i'm enjoying this one a lot not only that too but it's also very unique when you consider other horror games because we don't get a lot of modern horror games that are slasher in the slasher I think that's why because... i like it yeah, because we like other than Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight, like what other horror games that are in like that we get are in this style, like where it's a slasher genre game. Like we don't really have any. So I think it felt like a breath of fresh air when I played it, because I think like this type of this style of game works perfectly for the slasher genre in particular. Yeah, and it's based on the like America's first serial killer too, right? Yeah, like it's actually the, a real, real thing. Like I went and actually looked it up afterwards. Yes, yeah, super, whole, super thing. interesting. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm liking it. So check that one out if you haven't. I got it. I got it on game. I don't buy physical games, but I got GameStop had a, a buy one get one for like new versions, and it was any new game. And then they had this price of thirty dollars. So then I got mm -hmm. this, and then I got also the Callisto Protocol for it was my free game. And I'm about to wrap this one up. I'm either going to wrap it up tonight or tomorrow. I'm, I'm almost at the final chapter. I'm like at the at the tail end of the second to last chapter. So they're like an hour long each. Um, not yeah. a not an overly long game. And I gotta say, I feel lied to. This oh. game rocks. This game is awesome. <laughs> I really, really like the Callisto Protocol. I, I'm looking at reviews and I'm like, I have never felt more disconnected because I played Dead Space for the first time this year, right. um, the Dead Space remake. And I know this might be blasphemy. I kind of like this game more than that. Blasphemy. How I, dare you say that? I, no, it, it's, I, I think it's just different strokes for different folks, if I'm being honest, because I think a lot of reviewers who got paired up with the Callisto Protocol at their you know companies were people who really enjoyed Dead Space and were looking for the next Dead Space. And the fact that it's this not wasn't Dead been Dead Space, I think really, you know, it was not. Uh, and, and the style of game, I think, really appeals to certain people, because like for me. I actually agree to an extent on as far as, you know, the atmosphere, the story and things like that, like and, and the actual pacing of the game. Um, but I don't agree in with you in the sense that I personally don't jive with the combat in a way in okay. the way that I did with Dead Space, where I enjoyed the the almost the, the Metroidvania aspect of Dead Space more and, and the the, you know, the ranged combat more in something like Dead Space versus the heavy focus on melee combat that this game has, mm -hmm. um, which is part of the reason why I think I just wasn't as into it as something like Dead Space. But at the same time, for people who are into that kind of thing, I definitely think like this is going to be way more up your alley probably than something like Dead Space. It's definitely a unique combat system. And I know I said this in uh, the Save the Game Media Discord and everyone came for me and they were like, you, Kevin has no idea, no idea what he's talking about, just him liking bad games again, which I'm telling y'all, this isn't a bad game. I would put this in like the eights. Like I think yep. this deserved to be in the eights category, um, mainly because like you, it's a progression for the combat. Like you start with only your like uh, melee weapon and then it teaches you like the dodge mechanics, which are very easy. Like you just wait for them to swing and then you hold, like it's not even a timing thing. Like you just hold it 
and then you counterattack. It's a very simple system. And then you get introduced to the guns, which I think I have like five now at this point. And I like the starting weapon the best, which is like very dead space because I think the plasma cutter is the best weapon for me in dead space, uh, yeah. like to consistently use. This is very much that. Um, it doesn't have the like blowing limbs off type approach that dead space has but i think the um the gravity like gauntlet you get in callisto where you grab them i like that more than <laughs> i barely use stasis in dead space which my brother tells me was a mistake and that's not you should be using that a lot more well, it just makes the game too easy if you use stasis too much but, but like uh here i like grabbing enemies and then there's spike walls everywhere or sometimes i'll just chuck them off a platform and be like bye i'm not dealing with you so that was a good progression and then the last half of the game so far like or the last two chapters is very stealth focused like i'm crouching getting stealth knife kills in the back of these guys against blind zombies or whatever they are yeah i'm like man this is this is really really enjoyable i do not understand why it got panned so heavily. Now, I will throw this caveat in here because you are playing it after launch. That's true. This game was real rough at launch when it came to budget bugs, glitches, crashes. Like that was one of the reasons I actually put this game down and I still haven't gone back to it because I just haven't really found like a t the time or the motivation to want to go back and replay because I never finished this game. Like be, because of the the problems at lunch, because we were we were we were lucky enough to get a review code for this one, mm. um, and and I was definitely trying it out, but I I couldn't finish it because the game kept crashing. Uh. Um, so I think that also because I know a lot of reviews mentioned that too. Where that was definitely like a that was definitely a thing in the launch window for this game, um, which just goes to show like um, when when you're reviewing your when you were reviewing a game, like it's you have to kind of weigh how much that factors into your score um, when you're scoring some of these things, because uh, your review, unless you're going to go back and update it later, mm -hmm. later down the road, like how, uh, how like, like if someone goes to, to read your review later, like how much stock can they really put in your opinion when you deducted four points from out of 10 because of the, the bugs and glitches that you had at launch. Right. Cause a lot of that stuff has been ironed out by now, as far as I know of, or as far as I've heard from other people who've gone back. To I it. haven't had any issues. Yeah. I've kept in quick resume the whole time worked flawlessly. Like yeah, absolutely no issues. Um, I'm having a great, great time. So maybe this is a case of it paid off for me to, to be patient on this mm -hmm. game. Yeah. And I right. kind of want to go back to it too with that DLC coming as well, like because I have the season pass for it, so I do, mm. I will have access to the DLC when it comes out. So I am uh, excited maybe to go try it again when the DLC comes. I think that's maybe my window to go back to it. You know what's funny is the copy. I I probably won't do the DLC. I'll probably just finish the story. But uh, the copy I have is the day one edition. And I was like, how long has this been in your drawer at GameStop <laughs> that it's the day one edition? Have you had this in here seven months and nobody has bought this game? It like, didn't sell well like it, it because it underperformed. And I think a lot of it has to do with the reviews, Ben. Uh, that's crazy. Well, last game, then we'll get into the news. I want to touch on Crash Team Rumble, Ryan. Oh uh, yo, no, I am a huge Crash Bandicoot fan. I know. I was here for the Crash Team Rumble. I liked the beta. I had a good time. I've been playing Crash Team Rumble. It's one of those, uh, you know, I got a I got a 30, 40 minutes downtime. I'm going to pop in, play a few matches because they are quick, like four or five minute matches. Man, I still like this game. I know it's it's getting sevens, I think, is the where it's falling in the reviews. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing too special. It isn't bad. That's good. Yeah, it's it's fine, but there's no like aggressive microtransactions. There's no over the like pay to win stuff. It's literally just like play this weird Crash Bandicoot MOBA esque style game where you collect Wumpa and score, and you got different maps. Me and Jam Pack Sam over there for a friend of the show. He's also playing it. We played together yesterday. We destroyed some people. Like, it's so much fun. Like, I'm having a good time by myself. Having fun when you play with other people, I think, elevates it. Um, sure, you'll get stomped a few times, especially because I think matchmaking isn't quite where it needs to be. Or 
maybe it's not selling very well because you do get a few matches with some bots. And if yeah. you've got a bot on your team, it's basically game over. Unless the other team has a bot as well, then it's they're useless. The AI doesn't they, they don't do that's anything. how every MOBA works, Kevin. That's the secret. If you're ever in a in a low population match and you get magic, you have bots on your team, you, you may as well not be playing. I what I've been doing is I I don't ready up fully until I see a full team and then like I'll I'll leave like I'll peace out I'm not I don't want to deal with the bot matches it's just it's not a good time and it has crossplay too which I, I expected to be more it is weird though because it's not on Switch it's not on PC mm -hmm. so the support documents for the game say that it's on Switch. So I, so I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't announce it for Switch today because it sounds like it's coming to Switch at some point. Because if you go to the Activision support site, it, it lists Switch as the, one of the platforms. Um, so it's weird that it's not on Switch at this point. I'm assuming it comes to Switch at some point. So um, and yeah, it's, it's, it, that's even weirder that it's not on PC. Um, but I also think, you know, it's just with the release timing because it's, it's a very, very new game. It just might be that not a lot of people are picking this up because final fantasy 16 is literally right there mm -hmm. or I, I was asking for them to delay it but now looking at the rest of the year i'm like i don't even know where they would delay it to like december is yeah. the only open month at this it's point it's fine just more games for october kevin like that, <laughs> that we don't we don't we don't, like the fact even the, the fact that we literally have spider-man and mario coming out on the same day it's just like what are we doing here mental well yeah. i'm um, i'm enjoying crashing rumble though Nice. Now, before we go to the news, Kevin, if I might segue one once more, yeah. uh, do you mind if I give another game a shout out real quick? No, go for it. Uh, so the one other game that I played this week that I that I didn't mention earlier uh, is Aliens Dark Descent. It actually came out oh. earlier this week. That is the uh, tactical strategy Aliens game. This is from from Focus Home Entertainment. Uh, it just came out on Tuesday. So I'm, I'm only literally half an hour into the game because I finished the first mission uh, in, in Aliens uh, Dark Descent. But a very, very cool game. Uh, I was one that, you know, I like heard mixed things about because the reviews for this game, Kevin, if you want to talk about a game where the reviews are all over the place for it, this is one of those games where people are giving this game's tens, saying it's the best Aliens game ever. People are giving it three out of ten, saying the game is Jeez. unplayable and terrible. Um, and like every like iteration in between. In fact, on Open Critic, uh, on Monday when the, when the embargo lifted, this game was sitting at a 69. If you go to Open Critic now, this game is like a, a, approaching an 80 pretty quickly. Um, so again, reviews have been kind of all over the place, and I imagine that number is going to fluctuate even more as more reviews come in. Um, but the, the setup is kind of cool. So it takes place on this big sta space station, and those those dang Will and Yutani folks they decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna smuggle Xenomorphs again, uh, and, and we're gonna capture them and and you know send them across the galaxy because this seems like a smart thing to do. But when they get loose on the ship, um, you have to kind of band together, like you play as like this flight officer who doesn't mm -hmm. have any weapons, of course, um, to to kind of like ratchet up the scary factor because you're exploring this. Uh, spaceship by yourself and it's all like uh dark and they're because the the aliens cut the power um and you're trying to you know link up with the marines so you can kind of escape uh and it was just it was really cool like it felt like it had the tone and the feel of the alien films um combined with this tactical action where once you link up with the marines and then you have you have weapons uh available to you you're then kind of exploring these these dark quarters of the ship you're rescuing people you have a bunch of different objectives uh, available to you um and then once you finish the the first mission it then you then have this hub base and it's kind of like XCOM with a bunch of different facilities that you then you know do research for and do upgrades for as you progress through the game um you also have to you know hire marines as as your marines die because this game does have permadeath like XCOM does mm. um you can also your, your marines can also be injured or there's a morale system for the marines like they can get scared off or or um and each of the marines has like a different thing they're afraid of so if if you scare them too much they might run off or they might you know uh, kind of go crazy so there's a lot of interesting layers to this game um and i'm excited to dive into to more of it because i'm actually having a pretty good time with this game um and i was not expecting to to it to kind of blow me away or be super interesting but i love the aliens franchise so uh whenever a new game comes out i always like to give it a try i mean last month on carpool i even did like the history of alien games 
um, like a whole video on that. Um, so I, I'm, I've been eyeing this one from afar and I knew it was coming out this week. And even though Final Fantasy is coming out this week, I wanted to at least give it a try. And uh, so far, so good with this game, man. Is this on Xbox? It is on Xbox. It's on Xbox, okay. PlayStation, and PC. Because Open Critic doesn't list it on Xbox, but I assume oh. it, it, it just says PC and PlayStation. So very yeah. weird. But no, 70, 77, I love tactics games. So yeah. maybe that's one I might wish list. Uh, yeah, this just... one's closer to something like if, if you ever checked out Full Spectrum Warrior on the original Xbox back in the day, it's closer to something like that, where it's not turn-based tactical like XCOM. Mm. Um, it's real-time strategy but you you um you don't have to like you're not controlling mo like a ton of units you're controlling a squad of four and we're then it's really smart and intuitive with the way it does this we're at you they all move as a group um as you kind of move them across the map and then when you interact with objects or when you when combat happens they all it, it, it smartly picks out hey if you're interacting with this door it'll send one marine to interact with the door while the other three will shoot aliens while you know they're interacting with things so it's actually really smart and intuitive and it's definitely one of those games where you can totally play without playing it with, uh, with a mouse and keyboard like i'm playing on console using a controller uh mm -hmm. and i haven't i've had zero issues so far with the control of this game that's awesome man I, I haven't heard much about this but as i've said many times focus they're killing it lately focus yeah. interactive all right everyone plague tale number one fan but listen they got tons of other good games coming out all right yeah they had that evil west game i really liked they got space marine coming out there yeah and so this is their games. second second time at bat with the aliens franchise because we got you know aliens fire team elite uh a couple of years ago but, which was yeah, like played the, that yeah which was which was okay like it wasn't great or amazing mm. or anything like that it was it was fine uh it was fairly generic words this i feel like has more promise than that game and i'm I, i'm more potential so i'm excited to get into it more later in the awesome year. awesome well uh, i'll surely hear more from it on the xbox drive but ryan let's jump into the news uh so our, the news was pretty light this week until uh, xbox decided to break a story right before uh right before you went live and, and yep. a few hours ago so story number one xbox is raising the price of the series x and game pass so this comes from tom warren over at the verge microsoft is increasing its xbox series x prices in most countries in august apart from the us japan chile brazil and colombia the Xbox maker is also increasing the monthly prices of its Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions for the first time. The base version of Game Pass will go from $9.99 to $10.99 a month, while Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will go from $14.99 to $16.99 per month. PC Game Pass will be unchanged. If you're a current subscriber, the change won't go into effect until August 13th, while new Xbox Game Pass members will see the new prices starting July 6th. If you're subscribed yearly, the new prices won't go into effect until the end of your current period. In terms of consoles, Series X pricing will largely match the price of PS5 now in areas outside the U.S., which means a $50 increase in most areas. Series S will not be adjusted. Ryan. How are we feeling at Xbox? I know Phil Spencer said a few months ago that their prices had stayed pretty stagnant. Uh, and then they gave us the $70 games for the start of this year. Mm -hmm. I expected them to wait a little longer, but it looks like they're following suit with PlayStation, increasing the price of consoles and Game Pass. So how are we feeling? I think it just has to do with inflation in, you know, the countries that this really affects. Because I, even though I know you live in the States, Kevin, um, you know, I live in Canada where the prices are actually increasing here. Like we are part of this where we actually did get Canadian pricing on a lot of this stuff as well. Because I think like Game Pass Ultimate now is is $18.99 Canadian. Um, and the console itself is going up to to $649.99 Canadian. It's is where the Series X kind of, kind of lives. And I, you know, this this move honestly doesn't surprise me because you could have seen this a million miles away mm -hmm. and i have to at least commend xbox for holding out as long as they possibly could with this kind of thing because to the point where they can only operate at as much of a loss that they're operating on with some of this stuff for only so long especially game pass in particular where you know it makes like game pass like has been that price has stayed constant for forever and it makes perfect sense for that to go up in price as more value is being added to game pass and I personally don't have a problem with that because I see the value in Game Pass that it offers. And the price isn't that much more than what it is before. Um, and likewise, if people are uh, upset about this and they want that price, 
like that now is the time to kind of lock in and get it at the the current price at this point or like just do what donnie reese does at this point where our friend over at PSPG who has his game pass up to like 2028 at this mm-hmm. point so he never has to worry about this particular issue um but so it's a subscription service so you kind of expect this um at one point the console is kind of the more bitter pill to swallow because it almost feels like um the the people that because normally in a console's life cycle it pays to not be an early adopter whereas this console cycle in particular it's almost paid off to be an early adopter which is weird to think about where you know a lot of times the the consoles will go down in price over time so if you don't jump in right away you're usually saving some bucks but now it's the opposite of that especially because of the how hard these consoles were to find in like at the, at the start of the generation where i think a lot of people just didn't jump in right away not because they didn't want to jump into xbox but because they couldn't because you couldn't buy an xbox anywhere um so i do think that's harder to swallow but i also think again it's just like everything else is more expensive now especially here in canada where inflation is kind of out of control at this point here in our country in particular so um you know it, it doesn't really surprise me at this point but what do you think about this kevin because i'm curious I'm a I'm a little more down on it. I I understand that this was going to happen. I, I get that from a, a realism perspective. Phil Spencer told us as much. Uh, I, I don't know eight months ago or whatever yeah. that it would go up. I had always held steady that I didn't think it was going to go up until at least the end of next year, and I still think that that would have been a better move because Mm -hmm. we're just coming off 2022 where they released only Pentiment, a small first-party game. Um, Yes, Game Pass had some additions, but in terms of first-party output, which is supposed to be the big draw to Game Pass, you didn't deliver. And now that you have an Xbox showcase, which has been positively received, you're like, okay, we're back in everyone's good graces. Let's up the price. You haven't delivered the games yet. You haven't shown us the value yet. I I think Game Pass is a great value right now. I think that they needed to wait and then deliver us things like Starfield, Hellblade 2, Avowed. And then when every one of those games is the, the great game that they're telling us it is, then they say, okay, clearly the value is now something different. Let's 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 increase the price by the one or two dollars uh is it a lot no it isn't that much more a month it two dollars more a month it won't won't really feel any effect right it's 24 more dollars a year if you want to look at it that way which is like it's not in the grand scheme of things a big deal but also i look at it as it's microsoft they're a multi-billion dollar company they don't really need 24 more dollars a month per person like it the the anti-capitalist in me is kind of cynical in that nature where i'm like okay they're just being greedy the realist in me is like yes i understand they they're operating at a loss with consoles they're they're dealing with inflation and all these things they're trying to get their socks to go up all this stuff and then they seem if anything right i don't know you might disagree you can let me know this to me is them signifying we're very confident that activision blizzard is going through that we're going to be adding that value to game pass so we're going to increase the price now maybe but i still feel like this would have happened this year regardless of how they felt about the activision blizzard deal because i feel like it's just a natural progression especially like with the raising of the price of the console now that i think more about it because of operating costs in the countries that that the price is being raised it i think affects things more than anything and yes they're a billion dollar company but they also don't work for free which and and nor can we can realistically expect them to and 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 part of that is realism yeah and and i i'm very you know it's one of those things where i'm very much that kind of person where you know i can understand to you know because i've worked in business before and i definitely understand that a business has to at least exist as a big business or else we don't get you know Mm -hmm. um things happening with with microsoft so i do understand that and not on that too i'd be different i feel like i would feel differently about it if they were vastly outpriced or if they they vastly increase the price over what playstation's doing Mm -hmm. but just coming up to the same price standard as playstation to me it makes it this personally less of a egregious deal for me personally 
where yes, uh-huh. even though they haven't proven anything with those games yet, I really feel like even if they had no games coming out this year, Kevin, or if they had a very poor showcase, this would still happen anyways. And whether or not that's a good move or not is something we could definitely debate. But yeah, I'm definitely more in the realism camp when it comes to this stuff. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I that's just because I like uh, it'd be again, it'd be different if it was more expensive than the PlayStation 5, in which case I would be like more upset about it. I just I just wanted to look what PlayStation is because uh, I have PS Plus Premium, but I did the stacked PS Now before they switched over, so it converted me. So I have it until next April. Like I'm I'm set yeah. for another year, which I think goes back to what we were saying. Like if you if if that extra twenty four dollars a month is kind of like teetering on the edge for you, mm-hmm. like you are there are ways to get this cheaper where you get the xbox live gold cards that are on sale on i think cd keys has them right now a year for like 40 dollars. so you can get two years and then you let your game pass expire and you do the conversion trick all right which yeah probably won't be around for much longer all right they're, they're getting rid of the one dollar deal they're raising the price like i imagine they're going to start cracking down on things like that so if it doesn't have to be for cd keys like you can go and get xbox live gold at the store or wait for a sale like they're Hopefully yeah. it'll still be going on, but there are ways to get this for extended at a cheaper price. Well, yeah, especially like uh, physical retailers here in Canada, like that those cards, like the 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 one year card, like one year subscription cards and stuff like that, um, go on sale often. So, and I imagine even with, after the price increase, that still ends up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I I I actually think there will be ways in here where if you don't want to pay that full price there will be ways to get around that. Now, I also should make a important clarification here, and that's this plays into a little bit of my personal bias, and I have to at least disclose this, um, that I personally don't pay for Game Pass, but it is provided to us by Xbox Canada. So just be aware that, you know, there is that bias there when I'm talking about some of that stuff. But even Mm. as a consumer, when I was buying Game Pass, it's one of those things where I never... I never stayed subscribed to Game Pass all the time anyways. I would only subscribe when I would be playing a game and then I would unsubscribe when I do that. And even if it go if if that went up by the $2 let's say per month, I know personally I would be okay with, you know, paying that little bit of extra if 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 I was in that those shoes. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people disclaimer, my brother pays for Game Pass and we share it and I pay for PS Plus Premium and we share that. So mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're splitting the costs. We get more use out of one or the other uh, is, is depending. But um, there are ways like you can game share Game Pass mm-hmm. if you didn't know that. So there, you can split the cost there with, with another person. We have the family plan that's supposed to be coming. So, yeah. Hopefully I think that's going to help too. Big the big family ahead. plan in particular, I think is really going to help with something like this as well. I think I think the console price raising is a little maybe a little more egregious to me um, because in my mind, it's three years, almost three years into the the life cycle, where like two and a half. Right. The fact you're raising it by fifty dollars, I think you needed to keep it. 500 keep it less than PlayStation, because when people go to the store, they see like, okay, the consoles are pretty similar but one's cheaper like um i'll pick that one up um i still think that is a good value proposition and it looks good but the fact that they're the same now it's like people are are gonna think about less money they're just gonna go with but again this is only i think part of that is because you don't live in the world of canada or other countries where like console increases like this are are uncommon for us here where that happens all the time like especially during the xbox one playstation 4 generation where that was very much also a thing where the xbox one went up in price multiple times throughout the course of the life cycle here in canada and so did the playstation 4 like that that was that's very much always been a thing in our country and i think a lot of the countries that are affected by this are, are kind of are in the same boat um because of the just the dollar conversion plays into that too because you have mm-hmm. to remember is it like we at with the console at its current price we are actually paying less when you do the conversion from United States dollars to Canadian dollars than you guys are paying for the console um, before before taxes. Because, of course, we get kind of raked over the coals in taxes kind of here. Mm. It's 15% on every purchase that you make here in, the, in this province. Um, Mine's seven. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, on t- so when you can, but when you can do the conversion, it actually is less. Um, whereas now when you do the conversion with the updated price, 
we're actually paying just over what you're paying in the states when you do okay. the conversion from Canadian to American dollars. So that the 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 fluctuations in currency also plays in a little into this too, because um, we're actually starting to see, for example, ninety three dollar games popping up here in Canada, um, because that is more in line with um, what the actual conversion is between the U.S. and Canadian prices for games is. But. That is mental to me. Uh, the no, I know the number. I know it's converting, but the numbers would scare. Me oh, off. I know it's very silly. Like we're at the, we're almost at the point in Canada where before tax, it'll be a hundred Canadian dollars for game, and then it's fifteen percent on top of that. It's hundred and fifteen bucks. I think my girlfriend would t kill me if I told her I was going to spend that much on a on a game. Yeah, and that's just for the normal version too, not the collectors. Like actually, um, up here, Dead Island Two. Uh, in Canada, if you want the digital version of that game, it's a hundred Canadian dollars before tax for just the normal version. But um, the reason I have the physical like collector's edition is it was like $115 for that in Canada, which was $15 more than the normal version of the game digitally and includes all the DLC. And it's a, it got a nice seal book and some cool stuff in the box. So um, yeah, there's stuff like that. Like I said, Canadian, the, the, the Canadian waters are interesting when it comes to pricing, which again, like I, that's, that's also the reason I kind of um, am a little bit more okay with it. Cause I, I think, when you do the actual conversion, we're getting less of the deal we got before, which I think is actually okay. I still maintain they need a digital Series X, yeah. like lower the price. Get Sean rid of said that the same drive. thing too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think him and I have been in agreement on this for a while because, like, I got the digital PS5. I would have loved a digital Xbox to go along with it. Well, if you want a digital only Xbox, there's a there's a console for you, Kevin. No, it's the Series I wanna, S. I want a I want a powerful one though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's also where this plays into the value a little bit where they, they were when comparing to PlayStation, because they have the series S. So if you are, if you don't want to spend the six forty nine, the series S is exactly the same price, which is very cheap here in Canada. Like I, even the, the one terabyte one, I think is four forty nine Canadian here, which yeah, is it's, it's $50 more than the 500, yeah. which uh, I, in my mind, I was like, Oh, that's why they're releasing the one terabyte one. So they're, they're going to, make more of those ones probably and get that extra $50, but they didn't raise the price is, yeah. is how I'm viewing it. Exactly. And that, but that one terabyte one, when you compare that to switch prices here in Canada, that is cheaper than the breath of, or sorry, the tears of the kingdom special edition switches here in Canada. So when you can, when you do the math like that, like I think that actually that, that this move is a little bit more softened with the series S being the, probably the more popular option at least in our is. country in particular. No, I, I think the Series S is the most pop, like more popular than Series X in, in general. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've i seen PlayStations in the wild. Uh, I haven't, I've seen Series S's. I've never seen a Series X. I know they said they increased their production. I, I haven't seen it yet. Like yeah. Series S, I could go buy 16 of them right now at Target, but not going to find an X. I think they increased the supply of them because I, I saw some in my local Best Buy with the Diablo bundle in particular. Like mm. I saw a lot of those on shelves trying to sell that, yeah, get the, the, the copy of Diablo with the console. Well, uh, listen, if you, people, you want Game Pass, stack it, or you can pay the new price. It's still a great deal, especially with the new games that we've been promised after that showcase um but like we we gave you some tips so hopefully that helps you out save some money but yeah let's move on ryan story number two and this one broke last week but we didn't get to talk about it because we we're talking about the xbox showcase it was a whole it was too long okay but yeah. embracer group has announced a downsizing plan uh so like i said this was announced last week but embracer group has announced a restructuring program to quote make us a leaner stronger and more focused self-sufficient company they say the program will transform them from their current heavy investment mode to a highly cash flow generative business this year it will lower their net debt significantly and after completion will generate growth and profitability with less business risk and higher margins in the pc console segment over the coming years unfortunately embracers plans will see them significantly reduce their size they currently employ 17,000 employees which is nearly the size of ubisoft with over 130 studios by the end of the year they will reduce their size through studio closures or consolidation which will also lead to some current projects being canceled crystal dynamics who was recently acquired has confirmed that they will not be affected and their work on perfect dark and the next tomb raider will continue without issue 
Ryan, what are we making of Embracer Group here? Clearly some changes coming. They own a lot of studios is an understatement. A lot of IP that people love. But uh, what, what's your reaction to this? They flew too, flew too close to the sun between Saints Row kind of being a commercial disaster last year to the, the, the $2 billion deal that kind of fell through. Like the writing's kind of been on the wall a little bit for them. Where they don't get me wrong, I I actually give credit where credits due with Embracer for taking risks on a lot of stuff and for for be, buying up a lot of old IPs, old IPs and being like, what can we do with this? Like what what can we, how can we uh, make this a, a thing that people want to play again? Um, and I, I applaud them for at least trying new things and for for trying new doing weird stuff. Uh, but at the same time. You know, there there is that business reality where if they, they you have if you expand too much and you have to your you, like at one point they were mentioning they have like 115 games in development and it's like that's too much. Even there's a reason why even as big as big of a company as EA is as an example or Ubisoft is there's a reason why Ubisoft or EA don't have 115 games in development. It's just that model just doesn't work. Um, and and it or it just can't be propelled forever because if, especially if you invest too much in one one IP and that just doesn't that falls through, well, you're kind of left hanging home back here, which is kind of what happened mm -hmm. here, where it is almost reminiscent of what happened with THQ when when THQ went out of business, where they they kind of went all in on UDraw for you know the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Sixty, and they had so much overhead stock that the, it just drove them out of business at that point and then, and then they had to sell off all their ips and kind of went out of business at that point so this is kind of, that's kind of what this reminds me of um so i i am like this is the type of thing that i i saw coming a million miles away when they started you know getting ips eventually they would get to this point where they would have to do a large downsizing and that sounds like that's what's happening here yeah, I, I think a lot of people had that impression that Embracer, there's no, how could they possibly sustain themselves, right? Like, it, yeah. it was just too much, too fast. Um, I kind of always in the back of my mind wanted them to succeed because I yeah. do, I do think they, they have a good family of studios and I've liked some of the games that have come out of embracer group um i know they own gearbox now right like uh yep. they had the tiny tina's come out and then they also make the what thq or they make the spongebob games like they've had yep. a lot of good ip that i really enjoy come out recently but they've also had a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of flops like saints row they they did do dead island too which is is selling well and it's and it's also a good well. game so like they, they, they to your point kevin i think they've had some great releases and it really is just a shame that they have had a couple games kind of buckle them a little bit here i i think i've always pictured them as like okay this should they should be making double a games for the most part and then the occasional triple a game which i think under their new model they might do just more safer AAA style games because mm -hmm. if you look at the portfolio, I think it's pretty easy to pick what studios are going to be closed and what studios aren't going to be closed. Like I think they own the Deep Rock Galactic devs, and that game's yeah. successful, so that that they're obviously fine. Gearbox is obviously fine. Crystal Dynamics is fine. Like you look at things like they already closed what was it, a Square Enix Montreal, and then they have Eidos Montreal, who they also acquired and. And now it's like, do do they stay? Are they one that's going to be on the chopping block? Like, who knows? There are those, there are those smaller studios, some of which probably never even heard of. Like, there's studios in yeah. Play On Group, and and I was going to say a lot of the and, studios that get affected the most by this are the ones that they like acquired right after they became mm -hmm. like kind of THQ Nordic. Like, uh, like a lot of the ones we haven't heard of if, at all. Because like yeah. I think those are the ones that are getting the chopping block first. I actually think like the Square Enix acquisitions that they currently have um are actually like some of the safer studios whether I, it's i uh, hope so yeah because i think they should lean into those like they need to lean into those ones they're yeah. they, like we you know how to make a good game teach us we'll give you obviously seventeen thousand is an absolutely ridiculous number like i don't yeah. know who they're employing and making too many games so well you also have to remember too like they just acquired the lord of the rings ip as an example and there's a lot of people on staff that are just tied to tolkien's work um and we just had Gollum, kevin Ugh, the, the, the greatest didn't... video game release of the year which by the way they didn't isn't do. even they, i know that's not their fault but it also is going to be a commercial failure for it actually releasing unfortunately for them 
Um, but I, but luckily that doesn't play into it too much. I almost, it also makes me sad too, cause they're not benefiting from the, so magic, the gathering, it's a card game, uh, and they're doing a crossover with Lord of the Rings right now to, and, and that's like very successful at the moment where they mm. have like a, there there's, a, they printed a one of one, one ring card, Kevin, that is currently fetching, fetching a price on the open market for $2.5 million Jesus. because they printed one of them um in the entire world so they they have so people are buying up like 500 dollar boxes of cards so then they can try and get this lottery ticket card of the one ring so there are certain things like that 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 you know that that are going to be making them money so yeah like i think a lot of the smaller stuff that um that embracer group have is i think it's going to be on the chopping block yeah i know they said they were going to exploit the lord of the rings which is like it's a weird way to phrase that but i understand what you're saying like you have ip that people like um to golem to another way golem to oh my lord (laughs) i can't i I can't even so uh hopefully we'll see people land on their feet go to other developer studios but this is uh this is a sad for embracer group but uh better than everyone shutting down that's what i will say that because that There's a possibility or there's a possibility they start selling off pieces. I know people have been like, well, Microsoft should come and pick up these. And I was like, y'all need to slow down. All right. Like Embracer's Embracer's not holding things for Microsoft. They're not because I've seen that rumor where it's like they're an intermediary between them. Like, no, all right, we're not doing that. They want to be a successful company. Now, real talk before we move on, Kevin, how much of this can be attributed to the, the Borderlands movie production budget? Like how how much is is that movie ever coming out? I don't think it ever is. I don't think that movie is ever coming out. Yeah, do you remember when 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 Randy Pitchford was on set with Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart just didn't want to high five him and stuff? Like, oh my god, I wouldn't want to high five him either. To be fair, but like, yeah, I I I swear we got the casting for that movie like eight years ago and nothing, nothing has happened since then. That'll help them when it comes out, but yeah. Like unless stuff it like sucks, that unless it yeah. sucks, let us just oh, embrace us making a crap movie. Yeah. All right. Last story. It's gonna be a little quick one. The latest Xbox Game Pass update. So tomorrow, June twenty second, we get Need for Speed Unbound for cloud PC and Xbox Series X and S. We get the Bookwalker for console and PC. June twenty seventh, we get Bramble the Mountain King for cloud console PC. We also get Fist Forged in Shadow Torch for Cloud PC and Xbox Series X and S. June 29th, we get Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town for console and PC. July 3rd, we get Arcade Paradise for console and PC. And July 5th, we get Sword and Fairy Together Forever for console and PC. Ryan, any of these games pique in your interest? I know uh, it's quite a busy time for non-Game Pass games. Any of these you think you're going to set aside some time for? So there's not any that I'm going to set aside my time for because um, honestly, the the best game in here is one I've already played. I played last year. That's Need for Speed Unbound. That game, very, very good and underrated racing game. Like that, it's kind of like a, a Forza Horizon knockoff in a way, but in a good way. Like I actually think they did a, like EA actually did a fantastic job with Need for Speed Unbound. And I think just a lot of people missed it last year. So I'm I'm glad that it's finally in Game Pass as part of EA Play because I think that's a game that people, I hope more people give a chance to because I do think it's a really good racing game. Mm. Well, there's a few, I haven't played Need for Speed, but there's a few in here. I've heard good things about Bramble the Mountain King. I know uh, a Brie over on our uh, PlayStation show, No Limits. I think she really liked that one. I really like Fist Forge of Shadow Torch. I played it when it came to PlayStation. Uh, mm-hmm. I was day one on that. Really good platforming Metroidvania. If you're into that, uh, you play as a rabbit who's got like a giant mechanical arm and you do some sweet action moves. Like really good game. I think I own it on PlayStation. I think I got it on PC too when it was given away at some point. But that one, definitely check it out. If there's nothing else you can, you know, there's tons of games right now. So if you got yeah. but if none of those appeal to you, well, I if you're not into this. Final Fantasy, because you have to remember, like, there's a lot of people on Xbox who don't have a PlayStation 5 or just aren't into Final Fantasy. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of good options for those people, too. I've heard good things about Arcade Paradise as well. I know it's a, a backtrackers game over in uh, the carpool community there. Yeah. And then Sword and Fairy Together Forever looks very interesting to me. Um, I don't know if it's any good, but I like the art style and it's like Chinese mythology, like RPG going on. So, might be one i don't know when i could possibly get to it this year because there's nine thousand other rpgs <laughs> to play but yeah might be a backlog for sure 
Yeah. But Ryan, that's all we got for this week. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me, man. Had a had a great time. We talked about a lot of games, which is always uh, what I enjoy the most. Talk about games and, and less business stuff. But yeah. if people want to know where they can find you, why don't you let them know? Oh, well, first of all, I want to say a huge thank you to having me on the show this week. You were such a gracious host, Kevin. I always appreciate coming over here to save the game media and talking games with you. This was super fun. Um, you can also find you can find me on Twitter at Carpool, at uh, Ryan Terford. I'm getting mixed up here. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming as well. If you want to find more of me, of course, I am on the Xbox Drive every single week. That is our Xbox podcast. I'm also on the RPG Cave every single week, which is our role-playing game podcast. I also uh, stream from time to time over at twitch.tv slash Carpool Gaming Live. Uh, we, were, we did a full playthrough of Super Metroid today over there on, the, on that old Twitch channel. So you can hang out over there. Um, and uh, otherwise, youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming. And I think that's about it for me. What about you? What about you, Kevin? Uh, you can find me at the Muffin Mon on Twitter. It's a one to seven I and own seven A. Follow us at Save Game Media to stay up to date with our latest. Uh, and like I said, you're gonna want to be following. Gonna want to review us on audio because we got some giveaways coming up. But until next week, Ryan, thank you so much. I will see everyone next time. Goodbye. <laughs>